This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. I am so excited uh, to be with you uh, for Formula One Sunday at St. David's. And uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Since the very beginning of your life as a parish for 175 years, 9,100 Sundays, this congregation has stood before the altar of God and proclaimed, for us and for our salvation, God and Jesus Christ came down from heaven. Of course, this is always a confirmation of the church's belief and a reaffirmation of our own belief. And for those who may not yet believe this or even have a glimpse of what it could mean for them or for the world and why it's important to us, it becomes almost like a prayer, similar to that prayer that the Father uttered to God, I believe, but I need help with my unbelief, from Mark. This is a statement of faith that has bearing upon our lives. It's not just something that exists on Sunday morning when we say it, but it is a statement of faith that draws us closer to understanding what it means to live a life of Christ. We are Christians as the Episcopal Church, and one of the things that differentiates us from the Unitarian Universalists and our ecumenical and interfaith siblings is just such a statement, in part because we believe we are all unique. We believe that it's important for each of the traditions to claim their tradition of faith and to be honest and come to live within it. Only there, when we speak against violence and hate in the world, do we have such strength and power. There is some sense by people that we don't need God's saving. And by the way, that's okay. Uh, But in our tradition, in the Episcopal Church, that's an oxymoron. Because we believe in God and a God that does what God wills. And not particularly interested in everyone's opinion about what God should do on any given day. We proclaim our belief that God came down and walked amongst us in creation with his creatures that God had created. And we, we don't profess to know how God did all of this. But we're saying that as uh, the first followers of Jesus, that they understood that Jesus had an intimate connection with the divine. And no matter what path you may take to investigate this, historically, theologically, scripturally, we understand that those first people who encountered Jesus understood that he was there to save them. Let me say that we could spend a lot of time on the idea of how God came down, but I'm saving that for next week's sermon, so you'll have to follow me on my podcast. But they did believe, and I would suggest that most biblical scholars of the New Testament would say that Jesus believed himself that he was there to bring in a reign of peace and salvation for the whole world. Now, it's obvious that the narrative shared with the second and third generations of followers and Christians that there was confusion on this very point. And uh, that he, but I would say that he thought he was there to save them. Others thought maybe he was a mighty king or a prophet or maybe he was there just doing some nice things, and so they followed along. Not everybody understood what was going on in God's plan. Maybe they even thought he was a revolutionary. But I don't think many understood in that moment, in their humanness, that Jesus was there to save them 
as in salvation, as in the end of death's power over us. Or to create a unity that had not existed prior between heaven and earth. But after Jesus' resurrection, they began to understand that there was indeed a bigger plan than what all of us have on our diaries today. Now, there are a lot of best-guess scenarios about why and how they came to change their mind, but the creed is not actually concerned with those. Some of the creed creates a middle strip, you see, from which we can wander a bit, play with our faith, ask questions. Others, it's more of a boundary. On this particular thing, this is more of a boundary. God came down from heaven to save us. Echoing what Paul said today. Echoing what Paul said today. That God came just as he has come. That God cared just as he cared. That in God's life of Jesus that he proclaimed good news. And that Paul has done the same. So that they might believe and care for others. And that God who was experienced as the person of Jesus Christ did in fact come down. And come down represents the wisdom and experience of all the followers up till this day. In them they began to understand that they were meant for heaven to be for all people. And not just some people. That our salvation is not our salvation... But everybody's salvation. This wasn't good news for some people. This was good news for all people. And that they would then minister out of that good news to all people. In other words, they weren't just focused on themselves and taking care of themselves. They were focused on meeting the needs and the pains and suffering that were in the world. I came across a brilliant quote by Harriet Tubman uh, this week. Freed slave, abolitionist, she wrote, she had discovered God and she wasn't going to let anyone know about it because she found Jesus and they might take it away from her. But she lived a life of preaching and teaching and saving people that through her life, they might have a Jesus that can't be taken away also. Salvation is for all people. We proclaim God and Jesus came down to save us all, to save us from death and unite us with heaven. It means that God, by becoming metaphysically both human and in the form of God, and I have no clue about that, but you've got a whole team of priests right up here who can answer that question. <laughs> but it enables us to say, where is your sting, O death? Where is your victory? And we can say that at the moment of death, and we can say it every day when we come to face with the horrors of this world so that we might rise above them to act and do good for all of our neighbors. We are freed from death, that we might not have anxiety over what's going to happen to us when we say or do things that are contrary to the world's way of doing things. We are freed, you see, not just for our life with God, but we are freed 
for our life with each other. Free from all the boundaries that you have received in this world to realize that our faith in a God who comes down for all people allows us to be and love and care all people. Was this not the stance that your rector took in the midst of the Civil War as an abolitionist against slavery? This is not a foreign proclamation to this church who today claims, welcome all people. We are affirming of your life and God loves you. 175 years of proclaiming that God came down for our salvation actually means something for the world that we live in. That is your inheritance. We are freed to be like Christ. So, yes, based upon the first witnesses, the second and third generation of Jesus' followers, we proclaim in our church every Sunday words that help us venture out into the world unafraid and without anxiety for what will happen to us so that we might be like Christ to people in their lives. Money, relationships, health, education, good intentions. It's not going to save us, people. It hadn't so far. And I just don't think it will. But if we choose to come in here and reaffirm our faith for the living of life each week, small will grow and make big changes. So, thank goodness for a gospel witness of caring that has preached the gospel to the people for 175 years. It is good to look back. But the only reason for looking back is to look forward and to see that we are the gospel bearers carrying Christ's banner into the world today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.